Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences Vive in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our sponsors on the conference channel, which are SureTest, CDW Healthcare, Artisite, and Rubrik for making this content possible and for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview. All right, here we are from the CHIME conference and it's another interview in action. We're here with Randy Fusco, Chief Technology Officer for ClearSense. How's it going? Great, Bill, thank you. Great booth, by the way. Yeah, I have to say our marketing department did a fantastic job in pulling all this together. You've been around a few conferences, so you know all the work <laughs> that goes in. I it do. just appears the day of the conference, right? I do. I'm, I'm curious, because what we're looking at is great brand message in terms of one of the challenges for ClearSense has always been when we talk to people, you guys do a lot of things with regard to data like aggregate yeah. data, interoperability, fire-enabled structures. I mean, there's a lot of things. What's the message that, as a CTO, you're taking to the clients and to the industry? Yeah, question. So what I typically try, as I meet with customers, and of course at this event, I'm having lots of these conversations, which is fun for me, but the real value proposition for ClearSense, our data platform is called OneClearSense. And holistically, it is an end-to-end data platform that really is about enabling transparency of a healthcare customer's data. There's a lot of point solutions out there that can extract data from sources, maybe focus on data management, even some of the interoperability or the extending applications beyond like a curated data store. So the One ClearSense platform brings all of that together in a kind of a comprehensive flow of data from beginning to end to where we can bring that level of transparency of a customer's data. We often can share more about the customer's data than they realize they know what they have. And so bringing that visibility has been extremely valuable. And then being able to transact that data from a quality data lineage, data governance, we call it data literacy, as kind of an overlay to the platform you want to have quality data, obviously. You don't want to just move bad data through the system faster. And so we accelerate the transparency of data, and then through some of the open standard-based technology like Fire, Smart on Fire, or even just the services layers, a big part of our value proposition is the ability to extend like multi-tenant, multi-cloud capabilities to where we can support the healthcare systems where they are in their journey for digital transformation, patient engagement, certainly analytics or even advanced analytics, when you get into some of the technologies like AI and ML and RPA, 
Gosh, I have to guess, Bill, you've talked once or twice today about ChatGPT as an example, right? I mean, it's um, everywhere. I haven't heard of ChatGPT. <laughs> you haven't heard of it. Well, let me I mean, is there, is there anything that defines the hype cycle more right now than ChatGPT? I, I honestly can't think of anything. I, even out of my own curiosity, you know, I just kind of playing around with it, and it's quite fascinating. What it brings to mind is, over the years, the different types of business intelligence or uh, clinical decision support, they've been around a long time, right? Right, right, right. But what hasn't changed and what I don't think is going to change, even with this chat GPT or open AI technology, it still is going to require a clinician or a physician to be that end, that final point, even if it's 1% validation of what all of that machine can drive and generate. Would it speed up time to better care? I don't know. Maybe. It certainly has a lot of promise and people are using it in unique ways, but it almost equates to me also back to the original, like the HIE days. Like, who's funding this and where's this compute power coming from? Who's paying for that? I don't know that anybody's really looking at that yet because it's so new and it's exciting. They're looking at what problems can we solve? At some point, there's a business model that typically follows those technologies. Is that, would well, you agree? Well, no, absolutely. And by the way, I'm going to end up talking with Charles. Oh, that's right. This exactly. afternoon, and we will talk a little bit about ChatGPT, okay. I'm sure. <laughs> but problems, I'd like to frame this up with problems that people are solving. Give me an idea of the problems that people are solving with ClearSense. Oh, yeah, great question. So I'll kind of put that in two different categories. A large population of our customers today are what we refer to as archive and access. So they're migrating from one EMR to another EMR, they have maybe some antiquated systems that they don't want to or need to use any further, but they're still fairly pricey licensing and then maybe they have one subject matter expert that's keeping it alive. And so they want to modernize and they want to migrate away from those But, but, but the key is accessing that data later. That's absolutely the key, is getting the data abstracted from those legacy systems. Let me rephrase it. For our platform. The key is to be able to shut off the old platform, but yeah. But it's also, we move that data over. It's not just dumping it into a database. It needs no. to be accessible for right. some period of time. That's right. It's definitely not, if you're familiar with the phrase, lift and shift. Right. It's not a lift and shift from a legacy system into our platform. There's some intelligence that comes along with that. So we built what we call viewers, operational viewer, a clinical viewer, to where they can look back into that data that was extracted from those legacy systems and drive some sort of a purpose. They can make it transactional, they can review it use that as part of an insider decision-making process. And so we continue to evolve that and drive more functionality into those viewers for that data that has been abstracted into our platform, right? And so that's one category. I would say the second one is more forward-looking around things like interoperability, things like advanced analytics. How can we use, let's say, natural language processing, NLP, as one example to shorten the time and distance it takes for, let's say, a prior authorization, just as an example, as a future use case. It's a big pain point in the industry. A lot of manual process that goes into dealing with all of these incoming faxes and information into physician practices and healthcare systems, and how do they effectively manage that in a way that can ultimately solve for a timely response and approval for the patient that's waiting for some sort of a treatment? Right? And so the technology in this case, I think, can be a great enabler. And so as a ClearSense platform, when we look at some of those advanced technologies like AI, ML, and NLP, 
we're identifying more and more of those use cases as a partnership with our healthcare customers and saying, what are your biggest, not only your pain points, but we know you're doing more with less and relatively thin margins. It's just an unfortunate reality in healthcare today. How can we use technology to enable the business? And ClearSense is in the center of that because, as you know, data drives operations, data drives healthcare. We'll get back to our show in just a minute. We have a great webinar coming up for you in April. We just finished our March one on April 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, the first Thursday of every month. We're gonna have our leadership series. This one is on CISO priorities for 2023, Chief Information Security Officers. We have a great panel. We have Eric Decker with Intermountain, Shauna Hofer with St. Luke's Health System out of Boise, Idaho, and Vic Aurora with Hospital for Special Surgery. And we are gonna delve into what are the priorities for security? What are we seeing? What are the new threat vectors? What is top of mind for this group? If you wanna be a part of these webinars, and we would love to have you be a part of them, go ahead and sign up. You can go to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right-hand corner, you'll see our webinar. And when you get to that page, go ahead and fill out your information. Don't forget to put a question in there. One of the things that we do, I think that is pretty distinct is we collect like for today's webinar, we had 50 some odd questions that we utilized in order to make sure that the conversation is the conversation that you want us to have with these executives. So really appreciate you guys being a part of it and look forward to seeing you on that webinar. Now back to the show. Architecture matters, I think is the phrase that's in my head as I'm asking this question, which is there's a belief that hey, we have this EHR and it has a data repository and we're pretty well set over here. Or we're just gonna fire up this data lake and you know, <laughs> and, and away we go. Or, I mean, there, there's a lot of different things. And when I hear them, because my background is CTO as well, I, I think yes. the first thing that pops to mind, architecture matters. Bad architecture in healthcare, what kind of problems have you seen it lead to? The number one problem that I've seen, bad or ineffective architecture or poor planning, is costs. The more hops, as you say, that you have to take to go from A to Z through a transaction is another cost as far as the operational aspect of that. Right. Not to mention inefficiencies on running massive scale queries. You can imagine in a research organization, oh, yeah. if it's not architected in a way that provides some level of autonomy and empowerment for those researchers at a technical level, the types of work they do and the queries that they run could take days and days and the compute power that would be required for that could be exponentially expensive. And so thinking through that up front, being a partner to the business, being a partner to the clinical and the research side of the organizations, in my experience, allows you to better understand what the business or the clinical problems are and then walk back the technology stack to make sure that you can enable that and you don't have bottlenecks and that you don't have security risks, et cetera, et cetera. The promise I saw in ClearSense a number of years ago was just, it was a platform. It was a platform play, every aspect of the conversation. And so it's interesting because we started this conversation where we're going to end it, which is you do a lot of things. It's phenomenal for research and building cohorts and those kind of things. But that's you don't want to be pigeonholed as that tool. Definitely not. And yeah. it's phenomenal for a handful of other things in terms of interoperability, 21st century cures, compliance, and oh, those yeah, kind yeah. of things as well. There's so many things that it does, which makes this interview hard, because we could, <laughs> we could go down any one of those paths and the people will go, oh, okay, I know what this is. 
what's the category you would put it in? It's not an NDM tool, it's not a data not aggregation yeah, tool, yeah. but it does pieces of all these things. It does, yeah. I would say if we had to kind of boil it down to a nutshell, I would say it's a comprehensive data management platform that drives transparency for customers' data. And that transparency is really what enables the accelerated insights to the business. You're right, all of the other aspects of the platform from ingesting unique file types, being able to blow up blob data and extract that into a metadata state, tying that into a unified data model that has healthcare domains and all the dynamic mappings, that's automation that is within our platform. So the more automation that I can build with the team and drive that into the platform, the more we can focus on the end state and the use cases and driving value through tra transparency and data insights. I love this conversation. I, mean, I, I, could, I could hang out here and do this for another half hour, but I have a feeling we would lose the... Yeah, we might go down some rabbit holes, though. I think you're right. We absolutely would. Absolute Randy, pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you appreciate so much. It. Yeah, appreciate all your work. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We also want to thank our sponsors who make this content possible and are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are SureTest, CDW Healthcare, Artisite, and Rubric. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. Thank you.